Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. All right, thank you, Farad, and thank you, baby boomers everywhere. This is the uh, the show that we uh, we love to bring to you. Three baby boomers bringing the message of growing older to all baby boomers. And when I say three, of course, I'm including my two partners. First of all, from the mile-high city of Denver, Colorado, please welcome the lovely and talented Carolyn Strauss. Well, hey, everybody. I had an experience this week that I want to share with you guys. I was at a conference um, exploring the possibility of working with them next year. So I attended the conference in the Midwest. And I got there and um, I don't think I can deal with 20-somethings. It was mostly, you know, late teens, early 20 people, 20s people. And I said something that was so politically incorrect, apparently, that three students went to the head of the organization and said, she said that to us, and they're not going to hire me next year. It wasn't in public. It was in a small group of people. But I'm sorry. I hate the term snowflake. But just melt already. I'm just pissed. Is that what you use, Soflake? No. What I said was, I, I, I was talking to somebody and I said, well, I probably can't say that because that's probably politically incorrect BS. And I used the real words for BS. I said, that's probably considered politically incorrect BS. And they went to mommy to tell her that I used, that I called They called you out on both? Uh-huh. They, oh, that's they, ridiculous! I wouldn't want right. to work for those people. No, I wow. just had to. I just had to cut that out of the edit there, Dale. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's a regular word that people use. They use it on the farm all the time. <laughs> it's, it, even Shakespeare used it. You know. Yeah. So, what were they talking about that was politically incorrect? BS. Well, well. I actually one of the one of the women was kind of brilliant and I called her to called her a cyber legal ninja because she was brilliant. Uh-huh. And I said, but that's probably not okay because it's probably politically incorrect. Part what? of this politically incorrect BS. And I don't know. I just I was trying to be funny. And apparently I can't be funny around 20 somethings because they don't have a sense of humor right now and I don't know what to do about that. No, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, no, right? they, they, they don't laugh. They don't laugh. Right. I don't understand. This is so sad. I was, I was way funny in my twenties. It reminds and... me. It reminds me. There's a there, there's the old joke, is uh, uh, is how many um, how uh, uh, how many feminists does it take to change a light bulb? That's not I'm funny. In. <laughs> okay, no. how, many, how many college girls does it take to change a light bulb i don't know first of all they're not girls they're women <laughs> and it's still not funny right. that's exactly right i can't i can't do it that's I mean, what it a friend a huge... of mine said that a friend of mine she said you know i always thought that people retired because they got old 
and they retired because they were tired? She goes, no, I think people retired because they can't stand young people anymore. (laughs) And those words of wisdom, uh, by the way, are coming from the Aristotle of comedy, our third partner from the state of Indiana, Tim Slagle. Yeah, that's. Uh, I didn't have a joke anyway, so that's fine. Oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> but I am sad. I am really sad. And then, so the organizer said to me, Carolyn, we can't bring you in because you know we had three complaints by our members, and we we are we we create a very safe space for them. Wow. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Did you tell them to kiss your Putin. <laughs> yeah, no, I no, I aced myself out of the college circuit uh, thirty years ago for for essentially essentially the same reason is uh, as I did a show at Wellesley. And uh, that was the end of my college career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you at Wellesley, I don't even know. 30 years ago, it would have been okay. It yeah. wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee it wasn't. This uh, is hard. You... I, don't, I don't know what's happening to people. I don't know where everybody's sense of humor is and where everybody got so sensitive. It's like, suck it up, Buttercup. Just, like, deal with it. I'm sorry. I... <laughs> And those those are the words of wisdom from Carolyn this week. <laughs> Suck it up, Buttercup, and uh, that's a that's a phrase that pays. Well, one of the concerns I think we have as baby boomers is that uh, we're getting to the point where, first of all, nobody listens to us. You know, the kids, the grandkids, they don't listen to us. And we're starting to think, well, maybe our time has come and gone. Maybe we're just, you know, sitting around waiting to die. But uh, that's not necessarily true. And we wanted to find an expert, as we always do, on the topic of of learning how to get the most out of your, your final years. And we found uh, we found Kathleen Sinclair, and Kathleen wrote a book and all about, about aging. And let me see if I can best describe it without actually giving you the title. The title of the book is Expletive Deleted Aging. Now, the expletive that's been deleted begins with an F and ends with a K, and it's not fire truck. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you can figure so it could be a, a coitus aging or anything like that. But you, you get the uh, you get the thing. And uh, Kathleen, thank you very much. And, you know, is, is it all spelled out on the book cover when people go to buy your book? Yes, it is, dear. What it is, is the book cover uh, illustrator did it really interestingly. She put the um, the F in one corner, of another letter, another letter and the K in the last corner. So we don't want to shock anybody, you know, by saying it. So, and and that's, and then in the middle, I mean, just, just for some reason, I'm giving the middle finger. I mean, I have no idea how that happened, but anyway, <laughs> that's the Cut deal. off in traffic, apparently. And it's red and black and shiny so that when you see it across the room, you know, it's not going to be a book of poetry. It's going to be something that you go, oh, what the heck, you know? Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Oh my gosh! So that's what's happening. The, you know, it should be a great, great back of the room sales when you speak at churches and stuff. I can oh, imagine that. That's perfect gift for grandma. Yeah, that's right. I can't wait to read it on an airplane. This will be fun. Oh my god, honey, you will just have to kind of shove it in between your laptop or something. She's um, used to that. 
But um, you know, I, I have had I have had quite a few uh, people not in my age category, which I sort of define as people 60 and over, maybe 50, I don't know, but who said to me, um, Dale, that they will give it to their parent or their grandparent. So that's an interesting thing. You know, that's one way it gets out. Well, I, I remember watching with my mom. She When she was older, she wanted to watch a movie. And at that time, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles came out. I figured, what a great vanilla comedy to come out. Until the rental car scene came up. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Did you cover your mom's eyes, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. So tell, know. tell us, Kathleen, what's the, what's the spin on your book? Why? How can people use up their time or or whatever? Well, um, it's an interesting it's an interesting concept because we go through the first part of our life. It, things are kind of laid out for us. First of all, we just grow up and we go to school and we're told what to do. And maybe we go to college, maybe we don't. We get a job, we have a house, maybe we get married, maybe we have kids. So it's kind of defined for us. And then we reach age 60 and there's no, no real definition retirement's kind of a funny word it it doesn't even exist in the japanese language but it's um <laughs> wait, wait, so is that is that is that for real or is that a joke it, retirement from work does not exist in the japanese language wow neither so, does no, neither does mayonnaise that's yeah mayonnaise, <laughs> that's right on top of retirement in the you know on the bread part but <laughs> Um, so what became clear to me was that um, we are living longer as a society, and I go into a lot of that stuff, a lot of detailed crap, but we are living longer, and um, it seems to me that we are at a time when we have all of our smarts. We've worked the hell out of our life. We've worked a long time. We've gathered skills, experiences, so on, and now they say, okay, well, stop. Don't do anything with that. And I just thought that that was um, really not a good thing to happen to 20% of the population. It's not quite there yet, but it will be in a few years of people over 60. So one out of five people, that's a huge human resource to waste. So basically, I started looking at these things when I was 60, but I didn't have a purpose then. I just thought, I really want to do something with my life. I really want to do something. What do I do? I went in the Peace Corps. I got a master's. I traveled around the world for a year. I did mediation. And, uh, you know, all, all it did stuff, but it wasn't with a purpose. And it wasn't until I figured out my purpose that all of a sudden there was clarity. And now, okay, this is what your purpose is. This is what you need to do. So my purpose was to ignite people over 60 to live a brilliant second half of life. And writing the book was one way to do that. Speaking to people will be another coming on your podcast. So that's kind of where I am with it is that oh, honey, I see aim it higher. as a great research. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So no, there you go. But what in your book, what do you recommend for, you know, the average old person to do? We well, are not I, old I, people. Stop calling us that. I resent that's right. that. You have to shift your you have to shift your your uh, vocabulary just a little bit in here. But um, sorry, geezers. Uh, I'm sorry. Hey, that's right. Whatever. <laughs> Don't geezer yourself, bud. That is not us. It's not me. I'm sorry. You can pick out whatever one you want. You know, I go I go through a bunch of steps, and there are these action steps that you take, and so on. And you can either 
I recommend people look at the, uh, read the introduction, the conclusion, and the table of contents and decide, okay, what, what might interest me? And then That's maybe the go way to I always test. read a book before the test. Oh, there you <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. It's true. <laughs> me too. Maybe that's why I thought that. But, and sometimes I didn't even read the book after that. You know, I just read that. Well, so, no, the test um, is tomorrow. That's all I have time to read. <laughs> that's it. But the thing is, is that you, um, I think you have to look at yourself first in an honest way. And you have to say, okay, well, where am I right now? No criticism. People criticize the hell out of themselves. They, they just don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Just look at where you are right now. And then where would you like to be? And then figure out, okay, this is where I am now. Where do, how do I get there? And that has to do with your relationships, with uh, your house, with you, with your family, with, with whatever you're doing. If you're still working or you just became an entrepreneur or whatever it is. So it's, you need to take the time to figure things out. And then you need to set a plan. And uh, I have these exercises that you go through. And what I'm hoping will happen is people will go, well, that's a bunch of crap. I can do that a lot better because I'm just one person. And the brilliance of people is already there. So what I'm hoping to do is just kind of switch on, you know, switch something on and they'll go, oh, okay, I could do that. Or that sounds interesting or whatever. So it's one of those things where I tell a lot of stories about myself because I'm the only one I can tell stories about. And, um, and then I give a lot of examples from other people that I have read about and been introduced to and so on. So that's the book mainly is a wake up call for people over 60 to realize that they, the world needs them more than ever right now. And that they have a lot to offer and that it starts with them. That's it. See, I, I have made my plan. I, I, I want to live to 100 and then be shot by a jealous husband. That's there my you go. Plan right I there. think it's fabulous. And the thing is, is that you got, I mean, you, you got, you're my role models, you know? I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's just uh, the people I've met, and um, they triggered for me to write this book because there are, I, I travel all over the world talking to people. I love to travel, but it was so interesting to me uh, to meet people in, from different places and hear their story and he, and then break my heart by saying, well, I don't know what to do now. I don't know what to do now with myself. You know, I, I have so much energy and I really don't know what to do. And that just, I thought, nah, that, that's not going to work. We need to meet each other and start getting together and do things. I just figured out what we can call ourselves, Kathleen. You know how PMS kind of like followed us for 30 or 40 years. Oh, yeah. Now I'm PMS. I am a postmenopausal sister. So you, you just go. call me PMS, babe. PMS. That's it. You know that's what right. I mean? Yep. I like it. I like it. You know, I, one of the things I did was I, I bought a little um, caravan, 17 feet, just this little thing. And I had a, I had a Subaru Outback and it was light enough to tow it. I got it up in, in Ottawa in Canada. And I traveled around in that until COVID hit for about a year and a half. And I met really, really interesting people doing that. But I can't tell you how it, you know, she was talking about the sister thing is that people were amazed that I was this older woman traveling alone, hitching, unhitching, doing all the stuff, the plumbing, all that crap you have to do when you have a camper. And, um, 
and I thought, but then I ran into also a lot of women doing the same thing, older women. So it's a, um, you know, I, there are lots of people out there. You just have to kind of find them and tap into them and um, uh, extract out of them their goodness so they wake up. So were you like that that movie where they, uh, I forget what it was called. I was just going to say, didn't, Nomad. wasn't there a movie last year? Nomad. Nomad. Yeah. 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 I Nomad Land. Nomad. I love the the, uh, the actress. I really Frances McDormand. you got to see oh her. Oh, my God. She's so great. I loved her in Fargo. But it, I did not see that. That's what somebody asked me. Was that what life was like? No, uh, I understand that that was a little edgy, kind of sad. No, no, I was, uh, I, I, um, uh, mine was was a happy experience. I d I planned to do it for a year. I did it for a year and a half, but it, it wasn't. I didn't have to do it. I wasn't forced to live like that. So it was a different. It was a choice thing for me. So I I haven't seen the movie, but I but I will. And I do know a lot of people are in that situation. I mean, you see it every time you drive through a town somewhere. You see people on the side of the road or in the fields or somewhere. Yeah. So what if you uh, if you could give our our listener a uh, one tip about uh, how to uh, you know expletive aging? And I got a cure for that for for your future radio interviews because I've invented a new cuss word that is universal and fits everything. Okay, I like it. I'm writing. Putin. Oh, I Putin love agent. It. I got Putin it. Putin head, get out of here. Yeah. Putin sounds like the only thing you can eat after you lose your teeth. <laughs> That's right, but you need some teeth for that one. Um, well, one of the things is, is what your show does. I think you just really have to have a good sense of humor. You have to have a sense of humor about, about uh, getting older because it's, uh, you start getting older when you're born, but we don't talk about it, or in the womb, actually, but we don't talk about it until a certain age. And when then we use getting older as kind of a negative thing. And so um, I think watch, watch your, what you're saying about yourself and make sure um, that you are telling the truth about it. Now, I think, Tim, you said something. Well, no, I, I maybe it was Dale. Well, you called her a codger or something. Not an old codger, but a, a geezer. A geezer. A geezer. Gummer. Yeah, blister. So, yeah, and then, and then, but then, you, and also, you introduced that our grandchildren tend to ignore us, or or we're invisible, or whatever. And it's really important that we don't fall into negativity. That we learn to. There's this word now called reframing. That we learn to look at what's happening, and use words that are not so negative about it, that we use it as a learning experience. So that, uh, because I, I've listened to a lot of really cranky, negative, older people, and I go, whoa, this life cannot be good for those people. And so it's, it's about your attitude and it's about what you expect. I mean, I think that, I think respect and um, comes not from age, comes from what you do, who you are in the world. And so I've heard a lot of people say, well, they just don't respect you. They expect to be respected just because they're older. And that might work for some societies, but I don't think that works in ours very well. Um, it seems Not to when be it comes that, to finding a parking place. That's They'll right. cut you off in a second, right. boy, I'll tell you that. But it, it's ingrained <laughs> in other societies, I think. Um, I know I lived in Mexico for three years. It's uh, The older people live with the families and so on. 
Um, but I also think that um, there's an idea. I could just go find a family and live with them. That's right. That's my plan. That's right. <laughs> I forgot that's to make right? one, so I and can not your own family, one. but a different family that would really appreciate you. You know, <laughs> that's brilliant. I think yeah. we should trade. I think you know, like trade. we'll be trading, right? Trade, you trade, trade grandparents. No, no, trade, trade a family. Yes. Yeah, I, th I like it. Trade yeah. a family. I'm air, gonna write that air, down. Air family. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Kathleen, let me ask you something. Okay. So a lot of women that I know are, including me, never say our age. Like, I refuse to tell people how old I am. My answer, and, and Dale and Tim give me stuff about this all the time, I'm at least 49, which is absolutely true. And I will be at least 49 until my friend's kids are 49, and then I'll go up a few years. But I'm at least 49. Are you a proponent of saying how old we are as women, or are you more of a fan of it's none of anybody's business? I don't think it's anybody's business, but I, but I will tell you that if somebody asks me directly, I will answer them. And here's the deal. I felt just like you did for a long time. And I thought about it, and I thought, you know, it's because society tells us it's not okay to be the age we are, that we're not supposed to have fun after a certain age, that we're supposed to just kind of just disappear. And so I thought, uh, and, and that being younger was better and being older was worse. And so you try to be better and you work hard to be better and, you know, smooth out your skin and, you know, dye your hair. And so it's, um, I, and then finally I realized it's nobody's business, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay with where I am. The truth is the last thing I want to be is a teenager again. What a hug it crap that was oh my god <laughs> not good so all that all that self-conscious crap i am oh. i am the exact same age as madonna we were born on the exact same day so this is what madonna would look like if she didn't have any money <laughs> that's right and it's fine you look great I think you look great. For Thank 80, you. he's fabulous. Yes. <laughs> and Carolyn, until you start fessing up and admitting your real age, no discounts for you. I'm okay you with that. You can't get your senior discount at I'm 46. I'm so okay with that, sweetie. But, I, you know, oh, no. I, am, I will pay full price to be younger. Heck yeah. But the thing is, is what I wrote this in the introduction of my book because we were, it's where the title came from, but. It's real interesting to me, like, um, if I'm on a mastermind or, or even with a group like this and somebody will say, oh, you don't, you don't look your age or you look good for your age or something like that. And I want to go, wait a minute. I know it's supposed to be a compliment, but I go, what the hell? You know, is there some kind of uh, hologram over here that says when you reach a certain age, you're supposed to look like this? I mean, is it an actress? Is it your grandma? Is it your Aunt Susan? What, what do you mean you look good for you? What, what does that mean? And so it's so funny to me when people, because they think it's a compliment. They, they, they're saying it to you because they don't know how the hell to talk to you. So they're trying to break the ice. And I found also that in groups of people, often I'm the oldest person, they don't know how to talk to me. They don't know, they, they just don't know, they're, they're, they don't want to get old themselves. And they look at me, but then also they don't know, does she swear? You know, does she have tattoos? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And, but they don't know that, you know, so it's kind of a, kind of a squish. And that's a, that's our responsibility to make it easy for people. And how to, do we do that? Just by being yourself. Look at you guys. It's great. Look at this show you're doing. 
I just think it's amazing. I, I've never even heard of your show, and now I freaking love it. <laughs> You're not just, alone. You're going to tell all your friends <laughs> about it? I just love it. So You'll Tell all your friends about it, right? I will. <laughs> okay. I will. All two of them. So <laughs> That's our problem. Everybody's dead. That'll double dead. our listenership. But the thing is, just try to I, – I mean – I don't know. I have friends that are 14 and I have friends that are a hundred and I have friends in between and, and I do different things and have different interests with different people. And so it's, um, um, I, I don't know where you guys live, but I probably wouldn't live in an over 55 community. And because I, I, I want people of all ages around me, you know, I want young people and people with, riding motorcycles and stupid people and you know Putin people and I want everybody around me so I'm, I'm, I'm guessing we don't know where you live either but just off the top of my head I'm guessing San Francisco no honey I'm actually in Florida right now but I'm from Oregon what was those clanging of the bells what was that sounds oh, like a that cable was guy the, uh, that was the market closing it's on in the background oh okay uh, I, thought, I thought somebody just I'm got sorry. knocked out <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of trading, and so I watch the, you know, I'm watching the market ah. all the time. I'm sorry, dear. I'm sorry. Oh, she that's okay. No, I just all of a sudden I heard that. I'm going, what? she's got to be right by the cable car track. See, so that must mean it's four o'clock. Yeah, four o'clock Eastern. Are you guys all in Colorado? No, no. Carolyn's no. in Colorado. I'm in Chicago. Tim is in Indiana. Okay, okay. you're not Chicago. in Chicago. I'm not. I'm in suburban Chicago. Yeah, I'm, I'm just as close to downtown Chicago as you are. Indiana. <laughs> I got it. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm in Florida right now at my daughter's house. I was in Mexico for a year, and I don't know where I. She's. She got kind of in a. She got in a depression thing and just wanted me to come and help her out for a little bit. So I'm here, and um, <clears throat> and then I don't know what I'll do after that. But but I'm from Oregon. Yeah. Do you okay. still have your house in Oregon? No, I don't, honey. I don't have a house in Oregon. Did you sell your house when you got the trailer and started traveling? Um, let's see. No. I lived in Mexico for three years, and I sold the house before then. Uh. So um, I lived in Mexico. I left to travel that year and a half. I went, I went from Mexico to Canada to pick up the caravan. Then I traveled and did all that, and then I went back to Mexico for a little bit to finish the book. And um, um, so I finished the book in August, and it just takes that long to get through publishing and editing and cover and all that stuff that they do with the book. So, yeah. Well, well, uh, when our listeners hear this, the book is already in the bookstores. That's Once right. Once again, Kathleen Sinclair, and the name of the book is you whatever word you describe to put in the front aging so you can F be putin aging, aging f aging yeah, f, -A -G. f -A -G. fire truck aging k aging you get the picture folks it, it's what you know it, it's like coitus it's what you do and, and when you're not happy that you're aging which ironically you don't do anymore when you're aging so uh, <laughs> speak for yourself bud you're married yeah now dale listen the the great thing is that i know it'll be in the bookstores but also for a week, Amazon is letting me sell it for 99 cents. I'm a no-name no author, so they don't let me sell it for longer than a week. But that would be the time to, you know, pick it up if you're if you're an e-reader person. Um, so, yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah, me get too. On, get it on Amazon for your Kindle at 99 cents. Yep, yep. And then you can reach me at KathleenSinclair.com if you want to talk more. I'll you, write to me. 
answered my question before I even asked it. KathleenSinclair.com. Thank you so very much. Good luck with your book. And maybe Thank you'll you. get a, you know, you'll get a a, a a series of books out of there for like right. I'd suggest, you know, expletive millennials. And because we got a, you know, we got a lot of material on that. So. Oh, I love it. That's great. Okay. I also have a course that's on the website. I'll talk to you guys later. Take care. Thank you very Kathleen. much, Kathleen. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. So we want to thank Kathleen Sinclair for telling us how we can expletive aging. And I think it comes a time when we all feel that way and we all want to do that. So go out and, uh, and pick up her, uh, her book on that. Other than that, folks, we have pretty much run out of time for this session. So, uh, Carolyn, any last words for the folks? Well, there were a couple of thoughts when you just said that. I'm like, don't say to baby boomers we're running out of time. That's bad. Um, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I made me very uncomfortable. And I am all about the title of her book because I've been saying that for years. My dad used to say aging is not for the young. It's like it is not easy. So it's for I'm wine right there. and cheese. Yes. <laughs> so that's it for me. And Tim, how about you? Anything? Uh, just go to timslegel.com, uh, find out where I'm going to be, what I'm doing, etc. And if you go to daleirvin.com, you can sign up for the weekly Friday Funnies. Every Friday in your email, you will get a written and a video report of the odder stories in the news. That being said, go out and enjoy the day. You're not getting older, you're getting longer. I don't know what the other <laughs> better. You're getting better. There it is. And go on have have a great day today because today is another day above ground. And that's it for another day above ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening.